your exclusive home for prop sports. Oh, it's good! It's good! This is Rowan Radio. Connors with the game winner! 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your Wednesday host, Aaron Hook. Streaming live on rowanradio.com. Channel 2, this is your midweek edition of Offsides, December the 14th, the year of our Lord, 2022, 5.04 p.m. here in Glassboro, and we've got a full house with us here today, three of our very brave uh, Rowan Radio Sports Department members decided to step up today. I've got two in the doghouse uh, across from me in Sam Prince and Justin Locke. Uh, both guys want to uh, thank for stepping up today. And then Larry Dealman is in the house as well, doing me the return favor. I was on offsides on Monday, so our Monday host said, you know, I'll hop on here in the middle of the week. So uh, we try to swap favors there. And so happy to have all three of you guys with me today. We've got a lot of exciting stuff to get to. And I think today I really wanted to kick it off. Uh, by talking about the Carlos Correa news coming out yesterday, signing a 13-year, $350 million contract with the San Francisco Giants, who were obviously players for Aaron Judge, and you know they were in on Trey Turner as well. And now they essentially, Larry, believe that they have locked up their shortstop uh, of the future because, you know, Again, signing him to a contract of that length, which you don't see very often, and the you know dollar figure they gave him, they obviously believe that this is you know Correa is going to be the staple of the Giants franchise for years to come here. Oh yeah, I mean you don't give a contract like that unless he's going to be your star. I mean look at the the Phillies with Bryce Harper and Trey Turner getting uh, two of the bigger contracts in the. Uh, last few off seasons, Correa only 28, so it's not like you're handing that to a 31 year old or whatever. Um, spent the first majority of his career with Houston and uh, made a little pit stop in Minnesota, and and now he's going to San Francisco. I was expecting Aaron Judge to maybe uh, head over to the Bay Area, and I, I would have been uh, laughing uh, pretty hysterically, but. I mean, Correa, not a bad option either. Um, has that World Series experience, a couple all-star appearances, so it's not like they're getting um, a bum compared to Aaron Judge. A, bu- a, bu- a bum? I'm a not bum? Say- no, 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 no. I'm not saying he is a bum. I'm saying they're not getting a bum like, oh, you missed on Aaron Judge, and then it's like, oh, let's just let's just go get somebody, you know, whatever. So. Sam Prince is in the house repping the New York Yankees with the sweatshirt, and – you know, you look at them and kind of their shortstop market. You can argue that they missed on Carlos Correa here, couldn't you, Sam? Because they are still, again, in the market for one. They had conversations with other guys like Trey Turner, but, you know, in the end, uh, he, he chooses to take the big deal and, and sign elsewhere. So, Guys, 
guys. With the Yankees, they're missing games. Yes, would I have liked Carlos Correa and the Yankees for a year or two? 1,000%. Well, a year or two. Well, he you know, he just outside to a I'm saying long-term what, deal. I would like. Okay, okay, okay. Because this is what the Yankees are doing. So this is what you would do if you were Brian Because this is Cash. what they're doing right now. They see Anthony Volpe as their shortstop of their future, which I agree upon. Why are you going to give a guy that kind of money when you have a guy who can possibly get to that type of level it's, without it's, paying him now if you're paying Garrett Cole, John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Judge an exuberant of money? Yeah, no, it's it's a great point. Um, Volpe and you know Oswald Peraza, who came up this year, played a little bit of shortstop, played in the postseason. Yeah, I they b- believe that one of those two guys is going to be their shortstop. So you bring up a good point, but at the same time, y- you know, for a team like the Yankees who just did give Aaron Judge that huge deal, Sam, they're in a mode where every year, every year is championship or bust. So to get a guy like Correa who Again, like Larry talked about, you know, you're not giving this long-term deal to a guy like in his mid-30s. He's only 28, and last year hit 291, 22 homers. You could argue that again. You plug him into the middle of the lineup. Oh. That could give you maybe the boost you need to be a Houston pitching staff. I still, I don't think if you put Correa on the Yankees, I don't know if they're better than better than the Astros. Yeah, it's, well, it's a conversation that's going to be had all off season. And it's going to be pretty fascinating if they match up again, right? Just Correa against his old team now. That would be funny. But, I mean, I, I also saw the Tatis link the Yankees. I don't think that would happen because what would you have to give up for a Fernando Tatis with his recent suspension of, of PEDs, suspended for 80 games, then his motorcycle accidents, then his off-the-field act? A lot of people thought he did some stuff off-the-field that they didn't like. He may not be the clubhouse guy. We may all thought he was. Like what do you let's just say Fernando Tatis on the market, Justin? What do you give up if you're the Yankees? I honestly don't know. I mean, after the PDS and the as you said, I you would have to give up three, probably three players, more prospects. I don't. Yeah, I I saw something where it was like kind of a mock trade, and I think Volpe would would be out. I think. Jason Dominguez would be out. No. So, you know, you would have to give up your three best prospects or, you know, three of your five best prospects, Justin. Uh, would that be worth – like, if you were the Yankees, do you pull the trigger on that? Because no. you also have to remember you just paid Aaron Judge. At some point, you're going to have to pay this kid Tatis if, he's, if he continues to be this good. Uh, we know he's going to be, you know, again, with, with the PED stuff, missing a chunk of time. But when he's on the field, he's fantastic. And so, for a team like the Yankees, Justin, who right now their projected shortstop is still Isaiah Kiner for left, like, is it worth it to, to inquire about Tatis? Because, again, the Padres did just sign Bogarts. So, you, you figure, you know, he'll probably slide in at second, but you've got Jay Cronenworth, so it's a little bit of a log jam. I would say the Yankees could go get Tatis. He is only 23, but the money would have to be through the roof. I mean, obviously coming off the PDs might be a little less, but Tatis was a top five shortstop before PD. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I, you would have to give big money. I would, if I'm the Yankees, I would take him. We talked about this, like the last offsides I was on where they got a five year, six year window. If they don't win, judge is probably going to get a little bit worse. And then they're not really going to have a chance to win. So I said the Yankees win now, get Tatis, 
And that's their best move, I think. Well, Tatis signed a massive 14-year, $34 million con- 30, yeah, $34 million contract. That's crazy. Yeah, so, uh, well, you know, you, you looked at his age. I'm sorry, 340 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. Not 34. Say. That's my fault right there, Right, guys. so, Adele, you're going to take on that type of deal where, you know, again, talking about his age, you could argue that it's worth it because he's so young and he's so good. You rarely see that type of combination on the market. I think the closest thing to that was Juan Soto this past season. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, so, you know, it's interesting. With the Yankees still in need of, you know, adding arms, and they've been in negotiations with Carlos Rodon, who has also been linked, again, uh, back to San Francisco uh, where he pitched last season. And, you know, they did go out and sign a lefty, former A's uh Lefty Shaw Manaya. So Rodon, you know, still on the market, Larry. Yankees are, are really kind of in pursuit of him as the guy to follow Garrett Cole, I think. Because, uh, you know, although Lester Cortez has been fantastic, I think they, they want a more stable option and just. I, I don't know how to. I, I really don't know how to say it. With, with Lester, it's tough, right, Sam? Want- because. No, it is. Uh, the Yankees want Nestor as a high end number three. Pitcher right, exactly. Because he's a he's a he's a good. Two. But but he has proved to be a number two. So it's just kind of interesting that they still are looking at Rodon as as the guy. I, I would because you know why you want a great one two three punch, and the Yankees don't have that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you went to two thousand nine, CC Sabathia, followed up by AJ Burnett. Like, it, it, that was just tough to beat uh, in that series yeah. for Philadelphia. So, that's a great one-two punch. If you can have three, you're right. Uh, and Rodon, again, is a lefty. So, again, you went to the market, Larry. Do the Yankees, you know, maybe are they more aggressive than they would usually be because they believe that their window is closing with Judge, who is 30? Is Rodon a signing that would take them to that level of a Houston all by himself, or do they need more? I mean, we saw this past um, this past playoff series, um, playoff rounds. I don't know what I'm saying now. Um, in the playoffs, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so in the playoffs, we saw the Astros clean sweep the Yankees, and it was you know been there, done that kind of thing. I think I think Rodon would be an interesting option for them. Um, similar path, ironically, to um, what we just said with Correa. Like spent. Uh, Rodon spent most of his career at the White Sox, and this year he made a pit stop in San Francisco. So it's kind of ironic there. Um, but I think I think Rodon, you can always use a good lefty, um, keep the bullpen fresh, uh, give the uh, the hitters another challenge um, when you're you know up the bat and all that. I think I think Rodon would make a good um, rotation in the bullpen. And the Yankees, you know, like you said, Aaron Judge is 30 years old. They just handed them a nice fat contract off that uh, MVP season. So um, you do what you can because if you don't, you know, if you don't sign the talent around him, then you're pretty much just doing everything in vain. Speaking of teams going out and believing in a window, the Braves continue to be aggressive. The NL East looks like it is going to be a incredible um, clash between the three teams at the top in Philadelphia, uh, New York, and now Atlanta, who 
They continue to get better. They add Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's, guy who had over 60 extra base hits last year, power hitting catcher, great defensive catcher as well. And it's a really interesting trade when you look at it. The Braves give up William Contreras, who was an all-star catcher for them this past season, a very good young player. He goes to Milwaukee, and the Brewers end up giving up Manny Pena, uh, Esteri Ruiz, a couple other guys. You look at some of the names in this trade, it's no one too really significant outside of Contreras, to be completely fair. But Sean Murphy ends up in Atlanta, and Oakland, although they do get um, five players back, you look at you know their recent history of kind of just giving up all their good players, uh, and it just continues, Justin. It, it, it's a weird trade to look at, and again, Sean Murphy has been a really good player for them recently, and now he slides right into the middle of that Braves lineup, which just got even more dangerous. Crazy to say. Yeah, Sean Murphy, I believe, is 28 years old. Just, so to go into a team that just won the World Series 2021 and a team that most of the thought were going to be in championship NLCS this year, um, I I still don't know why the Athletics did. They get these they get these five I think five players you said. Yeah. I mean Ruiz like one of them Ruiz 24 has been traded three times. I twice in the past six months. I mean I, I don't know. I mean he did hit 16 home runs 80. And I just feel like it's a bad move in general for athletics, but obviously the Braves benefited from it. Yeah. So it's a good move for them. Yeah. Especially. And, you know, Contreras, good young player, he heads to Milwaukee. If you're the Brewers, you kind of got to be like, you somehow just like stuck your foot in the middle of this trade. And now you end up with an all-star catcher last year. And again, they didn't give up all that much either. So it's like, you know, the A's give up the best player in this trade, and yet they're still the clear loser. That's usually a recipe for disaster, Larry. And, you know, the A's won just 60 games last year. It's really the the philosophy of, of the, you know, low budget with them. We've seen some great teams in the past, but for a while now, especially over the past few years, as they've given up all these great players, you saw Matt Olsen leave last year, Matt Chapman a couple of years ago. It's like it doesn't really seem all that sustainable. Yeah, I think the, the A's, obviously, they're just trying to get, you know, prospects and, and, and there other have players. And there have been discussions of them leaving also. Yeah, they're they're pretty much a poverty franchise. Let's <laughs> put it that way. They're just they're just probably thinking, let's just move to Las Vegas and, you know, get out of here. Um, I think Oakland, I think that's where their mindset is right now. They're not even thinking about, oh, well, next season. No, we're moving to Las Vegas and, you know, goodbye. Um, trading away Sean Murphy to the – the Braves, of course, oh goody. Now the Phillies have another um, person to worry about in the division. But um, I think I think just getting prospects back. We saw, uh, I think you said with Juan Soto, um, the Nationals now are just blowing it up and getting all these prospects. Well, maybe five good prospects is better than one elite prospect right. in the in the long run. Who knows? Um, so. Yeah, I think I think it's an odd move now, but I think that the A's are just looking for the future. They're not even they're not going to be contenders this coming season. Let's just let's just face the facts here. So, man, uh, the Braves uh Braves have win just, again. Have just I mean, taken the the A's lunch money the last couple <laughs> of years with now Matt Olson um, and Sean Murphy headed to Atlanta. 
A's giving up more of their talent. Uh, and I, I, I can't disagree with, with you, Larry. They are, right now, I would say what, franchises talked about who's in like, the worst spot. Uh, it, they've got to the be towards the top of the list. Have, the, yeah, they are the top of the they list. Are the, they are yeah, one. It's just, it's yeah, it's it's crazy just the difference between a team like them and like a Yankees or a Dodgers. And, you know, obviously on, on the same playing field, technically, but. Is it really? Yeah, with, with the budget. Again, some teams are, are forced to play the market a different way, and it's just kind of crazy. Uh, obviously, Oakland kind of pioneered the whole money ball thing. Uh, if you've seen the movie or read the great book, mo- great movie. Yeah, great movie. Uh, that oh, that's a good top five for that time. I'm gonna do top five baseball movies. I think baseball movies or sports movies, I guess in general. But All right. I, I would say Moneyball. I don't know if it cracks my top five, but it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, five twenty p.m. here in Glassboro. Going to take a quick step off, and before we do, have to check the WGLS campus calendar. Rowan University's Department of Public Safety would like to remind everyone in the Rowan community about the importance of pedestrian safety, especially while crossing Route 322. Pedestrians traveling along the Chamberlain Student Center construction site are urged to follow all caution signs and avoid directly walking onto the highway. Motorists who fail to stop for pedestrians face serious fines. Please, stall, uh, please follow state law and stop for pedestrians. For questions about public safety, call 856-256-4922. This Tampa's calendar is brought to you by Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Your source for Tampa's news and information. Offsides returns after this. WGLS programming is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble, the official bookstore for Rowan University. Located at 201 Rowan Boulevard, Barnes & Noble is your number one choice for prof's gear as well as a wide assortment of gifts, accessories, and sportswear. The bookstore is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 until 6 p.m. The Starbucks Cafe opens 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. For more information, their website is rowanbookstore.bncollege.com. Barnes & Noble Bookstore is proud to be a supporter of Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. My pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. My simple solution to their problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. 
Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Streaming live on rowanradio.com. Channel 2, Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, 5.23 p.m. Here in Glassboro, I am your host, Aaron Hook, here every Wednesday from 5 to 6, 4 offsides. Joined today by uh, our Monday host, Larry Dealman, here in the production studio across from me. And across the glass, I've got Sam Prince and Justin Locke with us today as well. Gentlemen, going to keep this ball rolling and we are uh, going to segue right into the NBA. Very, very excited day of last night between the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers out in California on the West Coast. Uh, Dave ran really late last night, and it was a thriller. Lakers came all the way back. Uh, you know, the, the story of this one early on was the Lakers just looked outmatched, and They've been playing better as of late, Larry, but at one point in this one, you could just see that the Celtics were the better team. Down 15 at the half, the Lakers stormed back. They take a lead. In the middle of the fourth quarter, they were up by double digits, Larry, and then the Celtics come all the way back. Late in the fourth, Jason Tatum hits a couple of huge shots. Marcus Smart hits a big left win three to tie it up. They send it to overtime. And eventually they outscore the Lakers there 12-8 to and win this one 122-118. to Jason Tatum, 44 points on 15 of 29 shooting, 9-10 from the free throw line. I think a conversation to be had that he is right now the favorite to win the MVP, Larry, with the way the Celtics have played and the way he has been the catalyst for it. Yeah, the Celtics have um, they've always been the standard of excellence. I think in the NBA, as a Sixers fan, that hurts me to say that, but they are. Um, the Celtics just know how to win, and losing is not an option for them. Jason Tatum, definitely an MVP favorite, or the favorite probably, um, along with the likes of, you could say, Luka Doncic, and probably Giannis is up there too. Um, and think about the Celtics. They have a rookie head coach. No, I'm sorry, an interim rookie head coach, Joe Mazzulla. You remember Ime Yudoka's most likely getting the boot uh, once the season ends. But um, the fact they're doing this with a rookie coach again and um, Tatum and Brown are just on another level of dominance. And and to think about it, too, the Lakers are tied with the Thunder in the Western Conference, which is pretty interesting. But um, we've seen some really interesting, uh, really good Anthony Davis performances lately. Uh, he's looking like himself, which is like, well, where has this Anthony Davis been for like the last few years? But... Um, a really good game, and it was in Los Angeles too. So, um, prime time, you're going to get some good games eventually. Yeah, it it was uh, on a Tuesday night, and good point, Anthony Davis, 37 and 12 in this one. He has been at the top of the MVP ladder. Sam, can LeBron and AD will this Lakers team uh, into either the playoffs, the top six seeds, or the play-in? And if they get there. Are those two going to be enough? Because, you know, again, I've talked about in the past, I just don't think the Lakers roster is is well put together. Um, you know, last year I just said that there was a lot of talent there at all, to be completely honest. But 
look, I mean, Lonnie Walker has been a nice signing. Um, Austin Reeves, as a starter out of Oklahoma, has actually you know had a lot of flashes, 35 minutes last night. And Russell Westbrook, ever since moving to the bench, has become uh, a much more efficient version uh, of of himself. And he looks like, you know, we see shades of Russell Westbrook from a few years ago. And so do you think they have enough juice in this Western Conference to put together some sort of run uh, in the postseason? Of course they do. They have LeBron James on their team. LeBron James in his 20th season was playing phenomenal last night and all year long. Uh, the LeBron James hate is way too much. He will get them into the plan, and I think they will make the playoffs in plan, but I don't think they will win a playoff series. Okay. But one thing you mentioned earlier that Jason, T- I think it was Larry, that Jason Tatum was the MVP. Larry, you're wearing a Joel Embiid shirt, and you don't think Embiid's the MVP? Jason Tatum is at the top of the conference. The Sixers have just been way too inconsistent. I want Embiid to be up there, but I know that somehow Nikola Jokic will win again just because. Embiid is the MVP. He is averaging 33.3 points per game as a center. He, yeah, you know, leads the lead in scoring last year. And then this year, if he had played enough games uh, to qualify, he would be the top scorer in the league again at 33 a game. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about the Sixers. They they won again last night, uh, 123-103 at home uh, at the Wells Fargo Center against the Kings, who this year have been a pretty good team. Kings 14-12 and 12 now. Light the beam. After the loss, light the beam. Kings looking to make the playoffs for the first time in nearly 20 years, and uh, I, I think this is a squad that could potentially do it good mix of young players and already established stars, but Sixers handled business. James Harden, 21.7 boards and 15 assists in this one, and Joel Embiid, 31 points and 7 boards, 10 of 16 from the floor after uh, a few nights ago, erupted for his biggest, or second biggest scoring performance of the year, 53 uh, against the Hornets. So, yeah, Sam, I, I think you can have the conversation. You know, the last couple of years, I think you could argue that he should have, the, have deserved. He should have been the MVP last year. You said last year, hundred percent. Yeah, well, I mean, we've heard of the lot down here for sure. And I, you know, I'm not a Sixers fan. No, but you no, could I'm, join the dark side. I think could, even I if won't. you're not a Sixers fan, you should definitely agree that Embiid deserves one of them. Um, Ear deserved one of them, you know. When they were the number one seed uh, that year, I think he probably should have gotten it over Jokic. I think last year Jokic was a little better, although Embiid did lead the lead in scoring. So you could argue it should have gone to him as well. Is this maybe his year? Do you think, Sam? Because again, it's a tight race at this point. I think if he doesn't win it this year, he'll never win an MVP. Yeah. I mean, so well, why do you think he'll just? Because he should have got it last year, and he should get it this year. If he if he keeps the pace he's going, there's no way as a keyword as a center, he's carrying the 76ers team. He will make the, give them a huge playoff run. Not James Harden. It will be Joel Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, I mean the problems that the centers have had over the last couple of years has just been Embiid has not really just been there to kind of show up like with the injury stuff and the postseason or, or whatever um but yeah fully healthy I think you could argue again he's got a chance um with you're still missing 
Tyrese Matthew, Justin, when he gets back and you're fully healthy, you can look at that bid three for the Sixers and say they are talented as any other team in the East. It's just there's there's some questionable things. I, I think coaching as well is something that – Oh, well, that's a different story from the other day. Well, no, no, let's talk oh, about it. Oh, we're talking about it now? Yeah. Doc Rivers is a terrible head coach. Oh, wow. He's wow. a terrible head Justin coach. Justin, do you agree? I wouldn't say he's a terrible – I wouldn't say he's a top – like, he gets a lot of credit, but, I mean, as of late, he's not getting credit because he's choked many leads in playoff series. I thought we were going to choke that Toronto series. We were a 3-0. Me too. And, I mean, MB got hurt. I don't remember what game, but I I was very scared going in. And then, obviously, against Miami, I knew Miami – Looked good. I, 2020, they made the finals. I was very scared. So, for Doc, in big situations, lately has not been there for us to win. I mean, we lost the Rockets the other night. There was no chance we should have lost that yep. game. <laughs> I think we went double over against the Houston Rockets, who were the worst team in the West, if not the bottom two team in the West. So, if Maxi comes back and everything, I think Embiid can be the front runner for MVP. But right now, it's got to be Tatum. It, I mean, Giannis is always in the conversation, but – it's like voter fatigue against Giannis, but not Jokic. Right. I don't, I don't get that concept at all. Yeah, well, I voter. Yeah, I mean Jokic. I, I, I think people kind of hate on Jokic because, you know, Embiid is just. I think traditionally speaking, I, I think you could say he's been better, but you know, like all the advanced stuff favors Jokic. So like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't say there's even voter fatigue against Giannis. I definitely think he could win the MVP this year. Uh, but uh, it is a real thing, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. like with LeBron, you could, you know, people Absolutely. say to hand LeBron the MVP every year if you wanted to. Um, now, LeBron is, is special. He's LeBron, he's LeBron a different story. Yeah, he's yeah. a different – you know, he's in a different league. But, like, you know, why, Kevin Durant could probably be in that conversation every single year. There's multiple guys, uh, and Giannis is one of them. So we'll see. I, I just it's yet to see, and I I don't foresee Jokic winning another one. Uh, I think with like voter fatigue, I don't think it's so much like hating on the player. I think no, it's just no, like no. three years in a row. Because I don't think any I don't think anybody's won three in a row since like Larry Bird in the eighties. Yeah. So like, right. Jokic is not winning three in a row. Giannis would never win three in a row. Um, I don't care who you are. Like LeBron, I don't think he even won three in a row. Did LeBron so. win three in a row? No, he won back to back. He won four, and ten, and then but not eleven was Rose, twelve, thirteen was Bron. Right. So okay. four out of five. There was an seven. argument that he should have won it over Rose, but I I would have given it to Rose though. This that's actually funny. We bring this up. Our top five today. Uh, I'll just say it now is the top five. Uh, what if players. Uh, or careers in sports. That's going to be a fun one. I'm sure Derrick Rose will be all over uh, that that group of lists there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now he's a New York Knicks. Yes, he is a New York Knicks. Uh, Let's at the Bulls tonight. Knicks have won four in a row. Hmm. Um, although I, I really don't know what that means, to be quite honest. I still don't <laughs> think they're all that good, but – the number one of the number one Knicks fans in the world doesn't, doesn't think they're that good. Oh, uh, trust me. The number one Knicks fan in the world graduated oh, uh, Lloyd from Wilson. this university last year. And he's, yeah. Uh, hmm. th- that guy, that I won't even get into it. All right, we'll, we'll continue on here uh, in the NBA talking about some news that came out yesterday. The league renaming uh, its awards. So... The MVP award will be the Michael Jordan Award. 
The Defensive Player of the Year award will be the Team Olajuwon Awards. Uh, they renamed all the other award awards. Sits Man of the Year, Coach of the Year. Um, Larry, to you, does this make any sort of difference? Do you like this? Do you think it kind of maybe takes away from the novelty of it a little bit, or or do you really just not care? I don't. I I think I'm kind of in the middle. The whole renaming thing. I mean, Michael Jordan MVP. I mean. Uh, we, we saw with the All-Star game, we saw the Kobe Bryant Most Valuable Player Award, and it's like, you know, considering it's right after his death, I mean, that was that was nice and everything. The other awards, eh, I don't really, it's not really as big of a deal for me. The one award I will say that does kind of annoy me, did you guys see that they, uh, they're given a new award for this year for the best regular season record? I believe yeah. it's renamed the Maurice Podoloff Award. He used... He was like one of the first commissioners yeah, of the league. Yeah, I think he was the first. That's just dumb. Like they Best did this. They did this last year too with the Magic Johnson and Larry Bird conference finals MVP. Who cares? It's like, what are we going to give a Nobel Peace Prize for showing up to work yeah. on time? Like, well, I, it, it, come on, man. It is really strange. This, you know, with this move, they are really heavily now mirroring the NHL because. Yeah. The NHL gives out an award for the best regular season record, the team that gets the most points in the regular season. And all their awards are also named after former players or personnel or whoever. Um, right? The MVP is the Hart Trophy. But so, anybody only cares about is winning the title. Like I'm, That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess it, it's just kind of funny how they make this move and it, it's so similar to the NHL. Obviously, they both have 82 games. Just kind of some parallels there. For you guys, starting with Sam, you know, does this really make a difference to you? Do you like the way it rolls off the tongue? Or you know, are you soon going to call I, it the MVP? Or are you going to say, I'm, oh, well, you know. I'm going to Le- call it the MVP. Le- LeBron's got five Jordans. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it the MVP. But what happens when LeBron retires and Stephen Curry, what award do you name after those guys? Right. And yeah. Kevin Durant. That's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe maybe every ten years they'll just rename them. Yeah, you can't rename it like after every single person, like the year after they retire. They'll, they'll just cycle through. I just named every ten years and just rename them. That's my issue with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I guess the question that would be Justin, like, when would they wait till? You know, like if they were gonna do this, when are they gonna wait till like, you know, the talent level in the NBA is just getting better. So you're gonna have no shortage of great players, and so. You're not going to have a time where you can just stop in your tracks and, like, you know, not have any great players to honor when they retire down the road. So that almost pushes the agenda of this is kind of this is kind of dumb. But at the same time, you know, it, again, I, I think a lot of this is not – I wouldn't say for, like, publicity, but it, it's to, you know, not really a damage. I don't really know how to say it, but it's almost like – doing it just out of respect. Not really a move that the NBA is taking as something major. It's something that maybe was just kind of on their mind for a while. It's weird. Yeah, honestly, I think first quite you talk about how many years. I mean, we just did it in 2022. It all, it all depends. Obviously, LeBron's the biggest name. If he retires within three, four seasons, 2030, they could just be like, all right, let's just change the name. Let's make it LeBron change instead of Michael Jordan or – any award, but my biggest concern with the I think there's a new new word clutch player of the year 
and they picked Jerry West for that. Yep. I don't <laughs> understand that one. He's I think he's one and eight in the finals. He has one Finals MVP, <laughs> if not two. Wow. Because uh, LJ Baylor has zero Finals, and I, I'm not saying LJ Baylor should have been his name, but why is Jerry West the? I, he's already the logo. I. I don't even think he should be the logo at this point, but we can, that's logo. a whole other discussion. I've heard conversations of, of Kobe being the logo. No, That'd be great. No. You think Kobe fits the the bill to be the Clutch Player of the Year award? Wait, why not? Okay, here, why we'll not? do that first. Why not Curry? Curry, Curry is the logo? No, yeah. no, no. So no, he's Chuck a Clutch Player. Three. No, what? Clutch Player. Why not Curry? <sighs> why not clutch? Kawhi? I, I, if you want to do all time. Or Jordan. I guess Jordan's got to be the clutchest player ever, yeah. right? It's got to be. So he's already got the MVP. Do you think Kobe fits that bill, Justin? For clutch player, I would say yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what like. I know Jerry West is a legend, of course, but if you're not gonna give him the logo, you might as well give him clutch player of the year. <laughs> honestly, he are, I mean, look, I I think as as much as it might be, I love Kobe. I think the logo should stay until there's a definitive answer on what the logo would be if it would go to Kobe. Yeah. I, it's got to be the fadeaway, I guess, right? It's got to be the co- yeah, the, the turnaround jumper, right, with him leading but are that. But you, are you guys okay with the NBA changing their logo? Uh, well, it would certainly be unprecedented. I mean, I, I don't think I would have an issue with it. It's just, It would just be kind of weird because that's all we've known, obviously. It would be weird. Yeah. Yeah, those conversations sparked yesterday, uh, again, from the NBA, kind of uh, renaming all the awards. So I, I don't really I don't really have too much of an issue with it, honestly. I, I think, you know, life goes on. There, there's bigger, bigger problems, especially for the NBA, um, to figure out. So it's whatever, but it was very interesting news and pretty polarizing as well. All right. Talk some NFL now. New England Patriots knocking off the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night, 27-13. And, man, this was a rough one. I was talking to Larry on Monday. I was ready to text you, but I'm like, I better not. He's probably too my, upset about that. My fantasy season came to an no. end because Marquise Brown could not surpass <laughs> 17 <laughs> points in fantasy. Four catches for 34 yards for Hollywood. Wow. And so uh, I was beaten out by a tiebreaker in my league Oof. for the 14 playoff. I am now on the outside looking in and on the couch for the rest of the season. So that was depressing. It was also depressing as a Jet fan to watch the Patriots blow out the Cardinals in the second half, shut them out actually, 17 to nothing. And uh, they have now all of a sudden, guys, Taking hold of that final AFC wildcard spot, they jump uh, the Chargers and the Jets with this win. Matt Jones, 24 of 35, 235 yards in this one with a pick. There was another, you know, kind of moment where he got upset with the coaching staff, and from that point on, the Patriots seemed like a different team. They seemed to really rally around Matt Jones. I know there's been, you know, conversations about his ceiling and and you know the type of way that. You know, Belichick used him last year to help him put up the numbers he did inside of that system, but he just seems like a great locker room guy. And if the Patriots to get into the postseason here, I think with the players they have defensively, Sam, you can never count out Belichick, I don't think. They are not making the playoffs. You don't think? Well, they're in the playoffs right now. Why the time (laughs) week 18 ends? I'm – let's go – let's look over – this. The Los Angeles Chargers 
will win the playoffs or the New York Jets. So the Patriots. And I can't believe I'm saying those words, the Jets in the playoffs. All right, all right, let's calm down. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's it's a it's a reality, buddy, so wait ooh, up. The Jets ooh. are here. Reality, the other Giants can make the playoffs We're, this year too. Oh, stop it. I doubt it. Stop it. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out Sunday night. The Eagles yeah, will, we like will a word find out with, the Eagles will like a word with you. We'll we'll find out that they're I believe you on both playoffs. All right, the Patriots are at the Raiders on Sunday. Then they host the Bengals, then they host the Dolphins, then they're at the Bills. Losing to the Bills and losing to the Bengals. So you think they beat Miami? I think I think they I think they lose to Miami too. And you think they go to Vegas and beat the Raiders? Yes. Okay. One and three. Oh, oh, okay. So you think they lose do you think they lose to the Raiders or they beat the Raiders? They beat the Raiders, and lose then they to lose the Finns, the yeah, and lose the Finns, lose the, lose the Finns, Bengals. So they and go eight and nine. Bills. So they go eight and nine in, in, in the Prince's book here. Chargers against the Titans at the Colts, against the Rams at home, and then to Denver. That's All a pretty right. favorable schedule. That's a favorable schedule. Yeah. So you think the Chargers sleep in? Yeah, if they get a little more healthy, I think they have a chance. And then the Jets, uh, you know, they've got back-to-back weeks where they've got to win these two, Lions and Jets. But both teams are hot, so for for the Jets. Well, where are the games being played though? So both games are at MetLife. Oh, okay. Although the Jets have probably they, they although they just lost their Nets to it, their last two I, on the road. I they've think, honestly probably been a better road team than they have. I think they life. beat the Lions. Lo- then they lo- lose the Lions, beat the Jags. Yeah, I, I I may be in attendance at that Thursday night game. Oh, you're gonna um, be in attendance the there? Jags game? Or? Will Will you be in attendance? I will not. No. Wait, is that the Jags game on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday night. I uh, will not. Uh, will you be supporting a Mike White jersey? Uh. You know, I I don't turn no, 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 no. one. No, <laughs> Sam. Actually, while we're on that topic, I remember Aaron saying that Zach Wilson was going to win MVP. Okay. okay no, okay, you okay. didn't. Wow. Yes, he okay. did. No, okay. you did it. All right. You know what? This does not have to come up now. I get receipts. Um. Okay. You know what? You got me. Uh. I said that Zach Wilson. Does he even win MVP, or he would be an MVP? Candidate. No, I think you said he like. I think he was like in the top five. I think you said he is top five worst quarterbacks. All right, the league, yeah, we know that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me. But the, but but I'm gonna give the Jets compliments here. Yeah. But the fact that they're even in the playoff race with Mike White is saying something. Well, and I, I'm gonna, I think if Mike White was with them the whole year, they'd they'd be. And I'm gonna say something here. More firmly in the playoff race, Zach Wilson's the reason why they've. Lost some of these, and games. I'm going to say something right here. Yeah, what? The Jets are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl roster. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I think the defense is definitely Super Bowl caliber. Yeah, according to you, they're the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, who? I mean, you guys, you guys shot me some looks like I was like, I don't. I mean, know. they're top five. I wouldn't call them the best. Well, Justin, what do you who, think? Who do you think's the best defense in the league? It, it, I I still think it's Cowboys. Cowboys. I think Jets are top three. I think the I, you put the Eagles in there. Eagles, yeah. Eagles top Eagles. three. Yeah. Larry, you, you're just. Do you even Eagles. have to ask? Okay. Yeah, I just I just that's unfair. Uh, but like, did you call me crazy for for saying they're the best? I, I, I think it. they're I think they're one of the best. I don't think they're the best. Well, what what doesn't make them the best? What what what? What if you go head to head on the Eagles and say, what position group is better than the Eagles? Let's just talk about it. Then. I would say the corners are better. That's a big one. 
The only concern I have for the Eagles for the rest of the year is safety. The safety. The injuries are killing. Yeah, us well, right they're now. talking about bringing back Anthony Harris. Here he is back. He's on the practice squad. He oh, was really? signed like yesterday. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. missed that. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, okay. So they bring him. Back. So he's depth. Yeah. Good player. He was their starter before C.J. Gardner Johnson, right? He was like one of the top interception leaders a few years yeah. ago with somebody else. And now Gardner Johnson's leading the lead in pits this year. Uh, all right, circling back to the Cardinals here. So the big news out of this game for them is obviously Tyler Murray. Third play of the game, rolling out right side uh, with room to work with, and he plants his right foot, and you could just see it buckle. And you always hear the word non-contact and knee uh, when describing an injury, and obviously three letters pop to everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. And it was confirmed that he did tear his ACL. So he'll miss obviously the remainder of this year, and, and we'll see what the you know book is on him going into next season, coming into training camp, and obviously the start of that season. But this is an Arizona team right now, the guys that although they've got weapons offensively, and I think they do have talent on the other side of the ball. Man, is it a, a bleed situation right now? You're without your star quarterback the rest of the way. You have a coach who has continually proved that he hasn't been up to the occasion. The Cardinals have been labeled soft in the past, and I would agree. I, I just think it's time for Tinsbury uh, and this front office to be to be removed. I, honestly, I don't think Tinsbury has been yeah. a good coach in, in a few years here. I think probably since his first year with the team was the only time I was like, okay, I see the vision here. Besides that, the talent has won the games, but coaching wise, Larry, it's been pretty, pretty brutal. Was it last year or two years ago where they went eleven and five and then they got smacked by the Rams? Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. And they so, started the year what, eight low last year? And then they collapsed. Yeah. Like a Kingsbury classic. So I, I think Kingsbury has kind of overstayed his welcome in the desert. Now we've been hearing the rumors with, oh, Sean Payton wants to go to the Cardinals or the Chargers. Um so I mean I'd maybe put a flyer and be like, hey, man, do you want to come over here? Because, I mean, think about it. The Cardinals, they're not winning that division the next year or two. I mean, you got the Rams who just won a Super Bowl, and they're they're in a hangover, let's be honest. They're in a hangover, and they could be eliminated this week. You have the Seahawks who Geno Smith actually has looked you know, pretty good this season. And then the 49ers have just um, been making appearances in the, the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl the last few years. So, I mean, wh- where do the Cardinals fit? So, the, unless Kyler Murray, you know, maybe comes back in like training camp, um, I I can't see them making any true noise next year. And I think Kingsbury, you know, I they just signed him to a contract, so uh, it's a very murky situation. Over yeah, there. well, him and Kyler both got new deals last offseason, and the so. GM did too. I think. Yeah, yeah. So that, if they were to trade house, Sam. Would it be for you more of a situation with the Cardinals where it's a retool where they hang on to some of their pieces, or is it kind of a, a full loaded, you know, rebuild where they're gonna move a bunch of contracts and really go young and try and kind of build from the ground up around Kyler Murray uh, at, at least until you know he gets back and they may, you know, honestly with the injury here may have bought themselves a little bit of time to to do that. You get rid of your GM and your coaching staff, you can't because Sean Kim, their GM, has made countless, countless mistakes. You give Cliff Kingsbury a massive contract who has never even coached a NFL team who was the off, who was 
the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech yep. gives him a head coach in the NFL. Drafts Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler Murray and I, I see, I have an interesting like for Kyler Murray. I like him. He's a short guy. Short guy like me. Short guys stick together. Ayo. But um, <laughs> is he a top ten quarterback? Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. You don't think so? Not a chance. I would agree. I, yeah, I would say he's do you guys, outside. Do you guys agree? I mean, he's not like top five or anything or top ten, but I mean, not he's, he's got talent. It's just like, okay, so now prove yourself. Get maybe get a playoff win here. He's an in between a Derek Carr. At a franchise quarterback, and that whole that whole um, study clause probably didn't do him any good either. Oh, even no. though they removed, I don't care if they removed it. I mean, just admitting it is not good either. Yeah, you know, there's been jokes about how he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been on too much Call of Duty. Um, I, I think the best one was was the study of like his fantasy performance after Call of Duty came out. Yeah, I mean, on Double XP Weekend, the guy is just <laughs> brutal. Um, I can't even blame him for playing the new one, though. It's so fun. But, yeah, I mean, interesting situation with Kyler now going down. Justin, for you, like, for for the Cardinals, is this going to be a, a place they take this now where they do strip everything down? Or do you think if they keep the pieces intact and maybe find a bridge guy until Kyler comes back that they can be competitive next year if they get the right coach and, and you know, if things fall into the right places? If everything falls in the right places, Kingsbury. Do you think they're like, like, like legit be a team that is good enough to compete? Good enough to make the playoffs? You're saying? Compete for a title? I I guess. Oh, I don't know about a title. Let's I, say let's say they get. I don't know. Let's say they get Aaron Rodgers. Let's get crazy. Oh, uh, they good enough? Uh, yeah, I say yeah. 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 Now that's pretty crazy. Let's say they get. I don't know. You know yeah, what? Let's Sam. get crazier. Yeah. Let's say they get Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady ain't going to that mess. If he does, then I think they would be probably a top who, five team then. Who wouldn't want to live in Scottsdale, Arizona? Let's say he gets to control the team. He's basically the GM. He'll bring in all his friends. Hmm. Let's say they get Jimmy G. Ooh. They did a lot? Ooh. I would say no. That's an indivision. No. I don't think they would trade him there. Or I don't think he He's would a free agent. Oh, he is? Oh, never mind then. All right. Yeah, I, it's very interesting with the Cardinals. They do know a lot of different directions. Personally, I I, th- I think it's too much of a mess. I, I, I think you've got to move some of the pieces you have there. I think, obviously, you try to hold on to, to Hopkins. And, um, you know, I, I think Hollywood Brown could be up for trade. Uh, he's a good receiver, but, I mean, Robbie Anderson, too, you just got him. But, I don't know. There's some contracts that definitely need to be shelved there. All right, go to, go to our final break together here on Offsides, 5.53 p.m. in Glassboro before we come back for our top five. Got to check the WGLS community calendar. The Samaritan Center is a program that helps Glassboro residents with economic difficulties by providing free food once per month. You can give back to your community by donating food, clothes, or by volunteering your time. Email glassborofoodbank at gmail.com or visit online at glassboroughfoodbed.org for more information. This community calendar is brought to you by Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Your source for campus, or for community news, sorry, and information. Offsides will continue after this. 
Stay tuned. Here on RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. of quarters and head on over to the 80s arcade saturday mornings from 10 till noon on rowan radio come celebrate the decade of decadence with me lee kershner enjoy awesomely rad artists and totally tubular hits it's a blast from the neon colored past it's the 80s arcade every saturday morning starting at 10 right here on rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm and also online at rowanradio.com As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. RoadRadio.com, Channel 2, streaming live here at 5.56 p.m. in Glassboro, December the 14th, 2022. This is your midweek Wednesday edition of Offsides. Your host, Aaron Hood, joined by Justin Lott, Sam Print, and Larry Dealman here in Glassboro. All right, fellas, time to move on to our top five to end off the show. And this week, uh, pretty interesting one. Uh, this is a conversation that uh, has come up a lot um, for me growing up. Me and my friends were always talking about this type of stuff. Um, and I'm sure you guys can relate. These are the top five what-if players slash careers of all time. So, Give me your top five players, athletes that for some reason or another never got to fulfill their full potential, but if they did, it's kind of like consensually um, or consent. Man, what is the word? It's the consensus that they would have been great. Um, You know, just kind of collectively, uh, everyone kind of agrees on that. So we'll start here with Larry. Give me your top five. All right. So I guess you were saying like, you know, players who didn't live up to their potential. So I kind of have like a mix of okay. um, maybe some trades or some yeah, yeah, yeah. drafting and stuff. So obviously, uh, so no order. Um, we talked about it earlier. Derek Rose, I think, was pretty obvious. I think we all probably have that. Uh, injuries ruined him early on. Uh, you know, with the salary cap, we have the Rose rule because of, you know, winning an MVP so young. Um, but over, over time, it was just injuries ruined him. He's been bouncing around with like the Knicks and the Timberwolves and the Pistons. and uh, He's been all over the place. But uh, the what if for him is just um, it's some, it's eye-opening. And he said, he's admitted. He's like, you know, I'm just not that same person anymore. So it's sad to hear that. 
Uh, probably another one, the infamous Babe Ruth trade for a bottle of, uh, you know, just the for scraps, basically. I think like the rights to a play. Uh, he was traded to the Yankees, and we all know what happened with that. Here's one that I don't know if any of y'all have. The Portland Trailblazers whiffing on both Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. Yep. Probably some of the dumbest drafting I've ever seen in my life. Um, obviously, none of us were alive when Jordan was drafted. No. And we were probably too young to remember the Kevin Durant drafting. But um, they I don't even know who they took over Jordan. Uh, it was Sam something. Yeah. What is that guy's name? I don't know. Uh, it was Odom. For oh my god. Kevin Durant. I know that. Sam Bowie. That's who they took. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like none of us know. And then Durant. obviously uh Odom with Kevin Durant. So right. some of the worst drafting I've ever seen. Here's another one, uh another sad story. Len Bias, um, former pick of the Boston Celtics. He was drafted in nineteen eighty six. Uh he passed away, I believe, just a few days after he was drafted because of a uh, drug I th- overdose. I think it was actually the like the night of. Yeah, it like was a like few hours it was quick. After. Yeah. Uh it was a drug overdose yep. for uh Len Bias and people have said over the years, you know, what if you know, he had played because you had Larry Bird and you know Parrish and all them, so could they have given Magic Johnson and the Lakers some more fits uh if he would have survived. And then the infamous tuck rule that launched the career of Thomas Edward Brady, um, obviously of New England at the time. Obviously, uh, the Raiders were looking to win that game, and then the talk rule happened, and then Brady went on to um, his glorious career with the Patriots. So if that wouldn't have happened, maybe Tom Brady would never had the career that he has had. All right, pretty interesting mix there um, of players and scenarios. So if you guys have like the kind of the same thing as Larry, that's fine. Um, as well uh we'll go to justin nets your top five sports what ifs now we'll say either scenarios or players and careers all right i just got five players yeah. careers all right i got yao ming uh retired at 30 was eight time all-star every year uh he was healthy he was an all-star and i mean he was top three center in the league at that point averaging 20 and 10 every single season Four, I got Calvin Johnson, retired at 30. Oh, Clearly the best receiver in oh. football. Like, I mean, we, I mean, I think he had 11,000 uh, career receiving yards. He would easily be probably top five, top ten all-time receiving yards, touchdowns, so on. Three, I got Penny Hardaway, uh, derailed by injuries, obviously, in Orlando. Him and Shaq went to a conference final. Even Shaq's been on the record saying that he didn't even know. I, I, even right now, he thinks that Penny – could have been on Kobe's level, which is a crazy take, but we don't know, obviously. Two, I got Luke Keekley, retired only 28, nice. was easily one of the best middle linebackers. Could have been the best. I mean, maybe he, maybe people say he yeah. is, but. He, he won Defensive Player of the Year in his second season. That's pretty yeah, crazy. absolutely crazy. And then I, I do have uh, Len Bias again. People said, hypothetically, he would have been top two, top three player on that, that uh, Boston team, and then they could have probably won even more titles than they mm-hmm. did, and. He could have maybe even been on the Dream Team 92 team. or Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, Len Bias really hyped up um, out of Maryland. He was, Yeah, he even like, drew comparisons to, to Larry Bird. So, um would have been crazy to see those two playing together. He's on my list as well. Sam? I don't have a top five. There's just five okay. what-ifs because there's just so many what-ifs. Okay, let's go. What if Michael Jordan never retired? Well, which time? The first time. <laughs> yeah. 
So what you think they won? They went, you think they would have won eight in a row? They won eight in a row. That's the conversation. He's the consensus goat. If you win eight in a row, mm-hmm. he's probably going to win Finals MVP eight straight times. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. You deny Hakeem Olajuwon that two peat, right? Yeah, or that's bad for his career. I saying two peat, right? Back to back. I got a what if that that's not talked about enough. What if the Chicago Bears drafted Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Yeah, I've heard that one before. I've heard that one before. I, I think. Yeah. Well, what do you think? You think he's? I think he's just the same because he's Patrick Mahomes. I think he's just. Yeah. I think he's just so talented. That if you just have a competent head coach, he well, will. Well, the Bears, I don't know, have they had a top-of-the-head coach lately? I mean, Eberflus, no. t- the jury's still out on him, um, obviously. I think what Andy Reid was doing there really kind of helped transform Mahomes. Not because he wasn't talented enough already. I think he just kind of let him be who he was. I don't know. Hmm. It's de- It definitely would have been pretty crazy to see Mahomes in a Bears. Show. What if the Yankees never traded for Babe Ruth. Okay. Well. Also said by Larry before. What if the one of the biggest what ifs, the Derrick Rose what if? Mm. What if he never got injured? And I'll give you one more. What if RG three never got injured? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, RG three is is near the top of my list. Was going to talk about him. Um, yeah, he he was super special for yeah his rookie year was was super fun to watch and I think. Him and Derrick Rose are definitely comparable. Um, just, again, th- these athletes that the league was kind of stunned by, and RG3 with the combination of his arm and his legs out of Baylor. So he is in my top five. Here it is. Uh, Justin really uh, inspired me to put Calvin Johnson as an honorable mention because that's a great one. I, for- I forgot he retired that I was going to put him and Barry Sanders on my yeah, list. Yeah, they yeah, both, that's a good yeah one. both of them retired. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the Lions are just poverty. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're good now, so Jets better handle Because they got Dan Campbell. Yeah, right. Sean Taylor, I have at number five. Jose Fernandez, I have at four. Led Bias at three. RG3 at two. Uh, Then Derrick Rose at number one. The Derrick Rose one will always be so fresh in my mind because I remember watching it live. And, like, I was just – I was, like, too young to just, like, really process what I had just watched. Uh, So it's always kind of weird to – to think about uh, that injury and the scene of him on the ground uh, in Chicago. They were playing the Sitters there in the first round. Sitters, uh, after that injury, actually went on to win that series. So pretty interesting there. But, yeah, I, I definitely uh, have a pretty vivid memory of, of Derek Rose getting hurt. So all of us pretty much agree that that is the top one. And so that'll wrap up our top five here on Offsides. Thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you guys, Larry, Sam, and Justin for coming on with me today. This has been Offsides. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.